You're listening to the Stormcast, the official podcast of the Omaha Storm Chasers, proud AAA affiliate of the Kansas City Royals. High fly ball driven deep to left field. It is long gone. Outside corner, ring him up, called strike three. Here's your host, the voice of the Storm Chasers, Nick Batters. Everyone get on your feet, stir up the storm, we're family. Welcome into episode 74 of the Stormcast, the official podcast of the Omaha Storm Chasers, presented by the Sarpy County Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, the play-by-play voice of the Storm Chasers, Nick Batters, and this is our final episode of 2023. I've had really fun getting to know all of you over the course of this calendar year, getting to know the players and staff of the Omaha Storm Chasers, and talking to some of our friends in the Royals organization. We have one more episode left before the calendar flips to 2024, and I thought we'd do something just a little bit different with this episode. Today's guest is Dennis Leonard, the Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer and 1974 Omaha Royals starting pitcher. But this isn't a typical podcast interview. Let's flash back to August the 24th of this past season. It was 70s night at Warner Park. We wore those beautiful powder blue jerseys inspired by the 1973 Omaha Royals. And Dennis Leonard was out at the ballpark. He threw out a ceremonial first pitch. He was signing autographs for a good portion of the early innings. And then he hopped on the broadcast in the fourth inning on MILB TV and the Storm Chasers Baseball Network on Mixler. Dennis sat down with me for an inning and we had a fantastic conversation. We talked about the differences between minor league baseball then and now, some of his memories with the early Omaha Royals teams, his time in Kansas City, what events like that, getting to come out and interact with Royals fans mean to him. I mean, it was a fantastic conversation that spanned the top and bottoms of the fourth inning. And I thought we'd edit that a bit together for this final podcast episode. So again, today's guest is Dennis Leonard, and now let's take you out to the ballpark. Here we are for the top of the fourth inning. It's the Omaha Storm Chasers and the St. Paul Saints. Here's myself with Dennis Leonard. We go to the top of the fourth inning from Warner Park. An early 8-0 lead for the St. Paul Saints. Brett DeGust delivers to Kyle Garlick in the first pitch's line right at the first baseman, Angelo Castellano. One pitch and one out. We welcome Dennis Leonard up to the booth, the Royals Hall of Famer. He's been signing autographs for a while. Get you in some air conditioning now. Oh, this feels good. We went to a Sweet 10. I didn't realize in Omaha here they named some of the suites after some of the former ball players. And yeah. So I went into the Dennis Leonard suite. What do you know How about that? It was cool. It had air conditioning. That's important. <laughs> Here's Trevor Larnick, the left-handed hitting right fielder against Brett DeGuss, who got the final out of the third inning, now into the fourth. He delivers. Called a strike. Nothing in one. I introduced you as Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer. You have some Storm Chasers records, too. Do you know any, or I shouldn't say Storm Chasers, but AAA Omaha franchise records. Do you know what any of those would be? Well, no, I gotta, I was just kind of curious. I know probably complete games might be one of them, the way the game has changed. Yep, complete uh, games. I would say shutouts? Yes, shutouts really? is one, yep. There's more? Uh, So the 1974 season, you threw 223 innings, the most by any pitcher in a single season in Omaha history. Really? Yeah. And that's after getting knocked out about four or five and a third. Exactly. (laughs) I could have had more. (laughs) 193 strikeouts that year was second most as well. Called strike three on the high outside corner. Quickly two away, man. We're just breezing through this uh, inning. I'm telling you. That's uh, that's what we get, the pitch clock. <laughs> do they have the pitch clock? And- we do. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's 30 seconds between hitters, 14 seconds between pitches when the bases are empty, 
and uh, and 19 seconds okay. between pitches when the when there are runners on base. It's amazing how much. It's not even that there's baseball cut out. It was the not baseball parts of the game that we don't have anymore. First pitch to Anthony Prado misses for a ball one and zero. So how are you enjoying Warner Park? I like it. Uh, you know, I've only been out here once before when they had the floods here several years ago. Yeah. And we were on a little trip with the Royals. You know, Toby Cook was in charge of Royals Charities. And yeah. We went to different places and towns that were flooded. And, it, you know, the Royals Charities gave them some money to fix up sure. fields and stuff. And we stopped by the ballpark. And other than that, I've never been here. So this is kind of a treat for me to come sure. here. It's a little bit different than Rosenblatt. A 2 O's bounce to Devin Mann over to first. The quickest hitting to the game so far. Do you want to stick around for another half Yeah, other i got half plenty of time. Perfect. We go to the bottom of the fourth. It's 8 nothing Saints. We go to the bottom of the fourth inning. 8 nothing lead for the St. Paul Saints. Brent Hendrick delivers to Bubba Thompson, who squares to bunt and pulls back. It's a ball. 1-0. Thompson, Edward Olivares, and Nick Lofton do up. In the bottom of the fourth inning, hanging out with Royals Hall of Famer Dennis Leonard. The pitch. Driven high to right center field. Larnick races back into the alley. Converges with Kersey Jr. At the wall. It bounces off the base of the wall. Extra bases for Bubba Thompson, who stops it second with a double. And there's the Storm Chasers' first base runner. So Brent Hendricks starts nine up and nine down. Second time through the order. Bubba Thompson gets on base. Hey, maybe we got to start here. You know, this say comebacks are possible. You got to start somewhere, right? You got to start with one hit and head on. I, it's it's fascinating. The, the longer I've been in this game, I haven't been working in baseball all that long. I've really come to appreciate a well-pitched game. Even if it's against Omaha, I just I enjoy watching good pitching. Well, you're one of the few ones. Most people yeah. want to see a lot of runs scored. Naturally, they want the home team to win. Well, don't get me wrong. I want the Storm Chasers to win. Yeah, but, but. what I'm talking, not a lot of people like to see a one nothing shutout anymore. Those are my favorite games. We oh. had one against St. Paul earlier this year. They were my favorite games when I was on the one nothing side. <laughs> oh, one's foul to the right, nothing and two. The last time St. Paul was here, we had a we had a game that was 0-0 going to the bottom of the ninth and one on a walk-off single. So that was one of my favorite games of the year. Only took two hours, and, uh, and it was the Storm Chasers win. Nothing and two on Edward Olivares, the pitch. Misses down and in, one ball and two strikes. When you think back to your time with the Omaha Royals, what are some of those memories that stand out? Well, the one that stands out the most, and, you know, we had so many injuries that year. Yeah. I mean, if you looked at our roster, you know, we had Tom Poquette, who came to the big leagues later on. Only Varus hit by the pitch. But he started off, he blew out a knee. We had another guy in center field, Keith Marshall, who was struggling hitting. They were going to be turned him into a pitcher. He threw on the side, blew out his elbow. We had another guy that was in the outfield, Rocky Craig. He wound up going out with a hernia. Oh. Frank Atenzio broke an ankle. Uh, Jose Arcia, he was our third baseman. He broke a finger. So it was one of those years. The only We had two catchers, Tommy Harmon and Dennis Papke, and they stayed healthy. But even some of our pitches went down, so it was one of those years you never knew who was going to be in the lineup the next day. It was, it was just crazy. Most injuries I've ever seen on a team. Wow. That's remarkable. First pitch to Nick Lofton is... Tipped, nothing in one, but they had Dennis Leonard anchoring the rotation, so all was good. Well, yeah, our tech, you know, I'm, I was fortunate. I didn't miss any starts, you know. I, and, you know, my whole baseball career, you know, everybody says, oh, you got all these complete games. You know, I only play once every four or five days. That helps. So I want to stay in the game as long as I can. <laughs> Outside, one and one to loft. How often are you, at that point in your career, trying to talk your manager into to just one more batter? But, but more I don't inning. think it was talking a manager no? into it. No. I mean, the, the game today is totally different. Sure. Uh Cue oh, the other way. Right center field. Base it. Thompson rounds third. He'll score standing up. Olivares goes first to third, and it's an RBI single for Nick Lofton. The Storm Chasers are on the board here in the fourth. St. Paul's lead is up to 7-8-1 here in the inning four. 
all it took to get some scoring started for the Storm yeah, Chasers. See, bringing you, you up. got to go, and you needed one hit. Now we got, you know, two, and got to run. We're on a roll. But, you know, back then, basically, like I was saying, when you went out there, you expected to throw nine innings. Yeah. Uh, back then, even when we got to the big leagues, the starting pitching, you had your fives. The starting pitcher were the better pitchers, and then the other relievers are the ones that couldn't start. Yeah. And, you know, the bullpens weren't what they are today. I'm not sure what they are in the minor leagues. But, you know, you look at the big league clubs now. You know, they got five starters and they got 14 pitchers on the yeah. roster. When we played in the big leagues, we had five starters and five relievers. We have 16 pitchers on the Storm Chasers roster right now. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, no be no hurt ones? No. 16 healthy I can't pitchers. Believe, I can't believe they can carry that many. Fouled back. Behind home plate, nothing in one. So the the roster limit is twenty eight players. Oh, okay. Um, they so, expanded I mean, we have that. Three three hitters on the bench plus a a rehabber a rehabber Nick Prado with the club right now. So, I mean, just just there the the roster limits, things that have changed over the last forty some odd years. Yeah, well, you know, even the big leagues they're allowed that extra player. That's and true. Yeah. If they have a double header, they can bring up an extra player. Down and into Devin Mann. One ball and one strike the count. Lofton on first and Olivares on third. Here in the bottom of the fourth inning visiting with Dennis Leonard. One ball and one strike. The pitch. Swinging and a miss. Change up. One and two. All of a sudden a hush has fallen over the crowd. They're ready for some more Storm Chasers offense. Well, the heat seemed to scare some people off today. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Why? Beautiful day for baseball. <laughs> now it is. The sun's going down. <laughs> one, two. Just misses down and in. Two balls and two strikes. One of the other I guess, new aspects of the game this year is the automated ball strike system. So they the, do it here? They do it here. So the home plate umpire tonight is not calling balls and strikes. There's an earpiece, and the ball strike calls are being relayed to him. 2-2 two, two is bounced foul up the third baseline. We'll do it again, 2-2. Two and two. So I have it on my computer screen right here. There's a, a strike zone, and whatever the computer picks up, if the ball's in that strike zone... It goes straight to the umpire's earpiece. Technology. It's remarkable. What do they need an umpire for? Well, to hold up the arm for a strike. Oh. <laughs> now, I think in certain, I know I'd seen it one time. I don't know if it was in the minor leagues. Bounced or up. Or somewhere else, you know, with that automated strike zone, that the, the catcher can actually protest the call. We do that on the weekends. Back. Come back tomorrow and you can see it. Oh, they're going to do it tomorrow? So it's the first three games of a series, it's a fully automated strike zone. In the last three games, it's the challenge system. It's the batter, the catcher, and the pitcher can challenge the umpire's calls. Because yeah, I know watching a big league game, you only put that box in there. Yeah. If that box is correct, maybe the automated system <laughs> is a good thing. And that's what I like about the challenges. So each team starts the game with three. If you get your challenge right, you keep it. If you're wrong, you lose it. So you kind of have to be strategic with it. 2-2. Two, two. Pop to the right. Again, foul. Devin Mann's putting together a good battle here. Try it again. Two balls and two strikes. So I've seen games where teams run out of challenges in the second inning. Or, or you, you go through all nine and don't use one. But I, I think that takes some of the human element out of things. It does. It really does. Left on right. Hendrick delivers home. A little high. <laughs> or full three and two. Because when you look at it, I mean, right now, even in major leagues, if they had this sign of stuff, actually, we wouldn't have won the 85 World Series. Yeah? You think so? But No. Hey, George Oda was out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but what it also does, I mean, when I see people from St. Louis, that's what they want to bring up. Oh, yeah, you, we should. I say, hey, that was 1985. Get over it. <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it yeah. gives you that topic of conversation sure. 
where you know you you play on the human element you yeah because they're rooting for the cardinals obviously with you know with the royals right but you know hey we didn't make the call the umpire did that's true i think he just passed away don denkinger oh two on nobody out the 11th pitch the plate appearance again the three two Outside for ball four. What a plate appearance by Devin Mann. An 11-pitch walk. That loads the bases. Mann on first, Lofton on second, Olivares on third. The bases are loaded for Tyler Gentry. I'm looking at, I asked you about your time with Omaha. What about Kansas City? Looking back overall, what, oh. what keeps you living in the community? And oh, Kansas City. Back? I grew up in New York area. Yeah. And there's no way. I have no family left there. And once you get out of the oh. fast pace of living, you know, I like to fish. I like to hunt. This is the perfect place for it. Yeah. Uh, the people are more genuine, I think. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a lot friendlier. The school systems, you know, are better. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't a hard decision to yeah. stay here. And when you look at it, probably alumni-wise, uh, we probably got about 25 or 30 guys that stayed in the area. So That's great. You know, it's a, it's a feather in the cap to the Kansas City area. Absolutely. The, the Kansas City area, the, the Kansas City Royals organization as a whole. Look, I'm from California now that I've found myself in the Midwest. I'm not in any hurry to leave. No, no, not at all. And playing in Omaha basically to me was a small version of Kansas City. It really is, yeah. A one-two pitch. I pop. Foul to the right, a ball and two strike. It's it's a great affiliation. I mean, it is it is an easy drive between oh, yeah. here in Kansas City. Just jump on I twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, maybe only one of the the easier ones is St. Paul and, and the Minnesota Twins, a whopping twelve miles. That's all they their are ballparks. From here? Yeah, you can, you can take the train from one ballpark to another. Wow, one two misses in the dirt. Two balls and two strikes. And one of the longest affiliations in all of minor league baseball between well, Omaha I know and Kansas the, the City. The Royals have been here forever. Yeah. It's the only AAA affiliate they've had. Yeah. I know a lot of the other teams that they have, you know, in lower classifications, they've all changed. 2-2. Two, two. Especially since I played. Side. They changed yeah. several times. And they used to all be the, the Royals back then. All the minor league affiliates were the, the Waterloo Royals yep. or the San Jose Royals. Yeah. yeah, I was in Waterloo. And it was the Omaha Royals. The only team I played for that didn't have Royals on it was when I was in high A ball at San Jose. It was the San Jose Bees. The Bees. Okay. Two balls and two strikes. The pitch to Gentry. High and outside. We're full. Three balls and two strikes. What an inning we have here. Bubba Thompson doubled. Edward Olivares hit by a pitch. Nick Lofton, the RBI single. Devin Mann walked. Now we're full three and two on Gentry. The payoff. Cute foul back to the screen. Three and two. I'm really encouraged to see the Storm Chasers hitters battling like they are in this inning. Down by eight in the fourth inning. Still well, trailing know, by got, seven runs. Yeah, they got to do that. I mean, right now, there's a golden opportunity, really. Yeah. In Kansas City. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, up. Oh, Line it. drive, left center field. That drops down. Everyone moves 90 feet. An RBI single for Tyler Gentry. The second run of the inning. It's 8-2 here in the fourth. Storm Chasers are making some noise. Five have come to the plate. Five have reached base. Now here's Nate Eaton. He's one of those guys that's been back up and forth between Kansas City and Omaha over the last couple of years. It's got to be tough on these guys, you know. I mean, back a long time ago, they had a guy named Bill Pakota that played here, and he got the nickname I-29. <laughs> I think one year he's up and down about ten times. First pitch to Eaton. Chopped foul into Omaha's third-base dugout. Watch out. It's nothing in one. It's back in 2021. I believe it was Edward Olivares was optioned nine times over the course of the season. All of a sudden, last year, there's a rule. You can only option a guy five times. The sixth time, you have to DFA him. Trying to limit some of that movement. Yeah. The 0-1. Foul to the right. Nothing in two now. 
And I think some of the clubs took advantage of certain things like that, you know, yeah. for convenience sake. You know, we'll bring this guy up, and next thing you know, he's down the next day. You know, bring him up for one day. Bases loaded, nobody out of the bottom of the fourth in the 0-2. Poked up to the third baseline. Prado fields it, steps in the third base back for one. Throws to first, it gets away from Garlic. Eaten up to second base. Gentry takes a turn at third, but he stops there. I think he missed third base, the, the fielder. Prado, interesting. So the Storm Chasers aren't going to object. It scores a run. Lofton was home from third. It was Devin Mann out at second. Right, I'm not sure. Made a throwing error, so Gentry's on third with Eaton on second. Here's Clay Dungan in the pitch. Down and away, one ball and no strikes. What are days like today for you, seeing so many Royals fans coming back? And oh, it's, the it's fun. And it's the, the coolest thing that happened to me today. Bounce slowly to the first baseman, Garlic. They'll concede the run. Flip to the pitcher, Hendrick covering. Bang, bang, play, but he's out. Clay Dungan grounds out, and Tyler Gentry scores from third. Here in the fourth, Omaha's cut the lead in half. It's 8-4 now. Yeah, but like I was saying, today I met a guy that grew up in my hometown in New York, Island Park. Wow. And he gave me a picture of a scoreboard. It said Island Park Little League. Now, in a while, my wildest dreams, there's no way that I'd ever think that I'd meet somebody here from Island Park, New York, out on Long Island. Never. And, you know, as we talked a little bit when I was signing some autographs, I mean, there was a lot of people we knew. He was a little, he's younger than me, but, yeah. you know, growing up in that area, the different places, the beach and everything else. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like going home. <laughs> I That's mean, it was awesome. cool. It's amazing. Baseball, a big game, but also such a small sport at the it same is. time. Especially with fans. I mean, you know, I have a great opportunity, you know, when I do different appearances, yeah. to all of a sudden see somebody. Like one guy that came here tonight is Nick Ottens. Yeah. I coached him at Raytown High School. How about that? I helped out there for like, I don't know, 17 years. And yeah. he was one of the players on the high school team. That's great. And I'm like, wow. what the heck are you doing here? And I forget what company he said he worked yeah. for, but he, he lives out here now. How about that? You do some stuff with the fantasy, the Royals fantasy camp. Oh, yeah. That, that, is, yeah. that is a blast. I've done every one of them. That's awesome. Uh, nope. Back to the game. <laughs> First pitch to Jose Briseño after the mound meeting. Oh. Called a strike. Nothing in one. Michael Boyle warming up for... The Saints in their bullpen. Briseño's the eighth man to hit this inning. Eaton on third, the pinch. Hop foul to the right, nothing in two. Those fantasy camps, they, it looks like fun. Oh, it is so much fun. Everybody that goes down there, you know, they have a blast. I yeah. think the first timers, we have so many repeat people that come down there. One guy, well, he lives in Des Moines. He's been down there like 16 years, wow. the That's professor. Awesome. Uh, you get hooked after one visit? Yeah, I mean, these guys get a chance. You know, they change in the, the Major League Clubhouse. Yeah. You know, every day they go in, these guys are used to it. You know, your uniforms are hanging in your locker. You throw your dirty clothes in the thing and they're washed and your shoes yeah. are shined. And, you know, it, it's a heck of an experience. For, and for former players that go down there as coaches, you know, it gives us an opportunity to see each other because we got yeah. people coming in that you don't see very often that aren't in the Kansas City area. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of tall tales. And the older we get, the tales get taller and taller. <laughs> I don't remember it that way, but if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> two balls and two strikes on Jose Briseño. 8-4 Saints in the fourth in the pitch. 
you'd foul back to the screen. We'll do it again. Two balls and two strikes. Well, the Saints scored three in the second and five in the third to knock starter Jonathan Bolin out of the game. But now Omaha's on the verge of knocking St. Paul starter Brent Hendrick out. Played at four runs in the inning. A fifth, 90 feet away with two outs. Hendrick peers in for the side. Glove tucked into his shoulder. Comes set just above the belt. And time is requested by the batter Brissanio granted. Yeah, the temperature's cooled down even more. This is what is it now about 93? Weather. Something <laughs> like that. Again, I, I, I say I say it's comfortable. We're in air conditioning right now. Only 92. Oh, 92. I missed by one. <laughs> two, two. Called strike three. It barely clipped the bottom of the zone. And I mean just barely. Wow. Well, that puts an end to the bottom of the fourth inning. Dennis Leonard, appreciate you coming yeah, up and hanging it. out for a couple of uh, couple Not of a problem. Plays. Hey, at least the guy got you four runs. Now you're on your own again. I appreciate it. We go to the top of the fifth. It's 8-4. So, again, that was my conversation with Dennis Leonard on the broadcast on Thursday, August the 24th against St. Paul during 70s night at Warner Park. Really do appreciate not only Dennis coming out to the ballpark to meet and greet with fans, but to also hop on air for an inning with us and just share some stories. It was a really fantastic conversation, and I'm certainly grateful for the opportunity. So that'll do it for the Stormcast in 2023. I really appreciate you all being along for the ride. In total, we put out 23 episodes of the Stormcast during this past year. We talked with everyone from Minda, our team photographer, to Jersh, our graphic designer, Alex Cedar, some players and staff, David Novarita, Walter Pennington, Anthony Veneziano, James Stone, Devin Mann, and the broadcasters, John and Kyle and Sean from the other Royals minor league affiliates, former Omaha Royal Justin Huber, Royals front office member Dave Holtzman. We talked with so many great folks, and it was just a really fun season of getting to share stories with all of you fantastic Storm Chasers fans. Well, we'll be back in 2024 with some incredible guests, some exciting stories to share with you. Look, the 2024 season is going to be here before we know it. Friday, March the 29th against the Iowa Cubs is when things get going at Warner Park. It's an early start to the season, but I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I can't wait to bring it to you. Again, for everyone at the Omaha Storm Chasers, I'm Nick Batters, and this has been Episode 74 of the Stormcast, the official podcast of the Omaha Storm Chasers. Have a happy and safe New Year. And we'll see you next year. Take care. Everyone get on your feet, stir up the storm, we're family.